Today, banks are expected to be more open, but they're also expected to be more secure. How do you do both? IBM has designed the first financial services-ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. It's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance, protect data privacy, and speed up innovation. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. Today, banks are expected to be more open, but they're also expected to be more secure. How do you do both? IBM has designed the first financial services-ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. It's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance, protect data privacy, and speed up innovation. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Stan Wangland and welcome to Just Thinking. How the heck is everybody doing today? No matter where you are in the world, if you're living in a bubble to try and escape coronavirus, or you've been having a great old time uh, partying with your family and friends and thinking the world is treating you great, or uh, you know if you're not having a good time and, and maybe you're feeling sick or ill or life has got you down, I hope if you're joining the show here today that you know that we send our love and our best wishes to you. And, uh, you know, tomorrow's another day. I know that sounds easy for me to say, but I've been there with you like most people have in life. And hopefully things will turn around. I don't know why I'm giving you that. uh, Maybe because it's Sunday here. It's March 1st in New York. Uh, It's kind of a great day, to be honest with you. Uh, It's nice to be alive. Uh, It's nice to be in the world, as wacky as it is. And uh, it's nice to be with all of you. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show that played today on What's Up With Japan with the geriatric crime wave. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm sorry. One of the things about my my show, uh, Just Thinking, this particular show is not a guest-driven show, as, as you know by now, on a rare occasion. I will have a guest. I do other shows that are guest-driven shows. And and this is just my own little uh, uh, mental exercise uh, and that I'm blessed to be able to share with you. But uh, Japan never, it, it's one of those kind of things. Anytime I see something coming out of Japan, <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. And it's something out of the 50s or 60s, my language. But that, man, it's just there's some strange cats in Japan, man. <laughs> but... Uh, as sad as it is, it when it makes me cry, I want to cry on on one hand uh, to think of the dignified, the the most law-abiding people I think on the face of the planet are probably the Japanese, 
and to have a geriatric crime wave so that uh, people can get into prison because it's a better place than living in poverty. In Japan, they can't live on their pensions. Oh my goodness gracious. What a, what a statement about the world that we live in. And、uh, you know, the world is a beautiful place. I don't have to tell you that. And it's also very tragic in some of the things that it,、uh, that it engages in and supports. And one of them that's、uh, a big trending thing, I, I really I can't say I can't believe this because it's, it's just dreadful. And it's the、uh, story about、uh, Kobe Bryant、uh, and his、uh, you know, beautiful daughter that were killed. Amongst with other people、uh, in the you know, in the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. And、uh, Kobe's wife,、uh, Miss、uh, Vanessa Bryant,、uh, you, you know, she's out there and has been at different awards ceremonies and testimonials and、um, all kinds of things for, for the Bryant family because of the tragedy. He, you know, he was a, a star and an important person in, in many areas, and, and people become very affected with him. And his life, and it's a tragic thing with anyone. You don't have to be famous for these things to be important. And when a, a, a person dies like this、uh, in such tragic circumstances,、uh, you know, the world you know, does all kinds of nice things. And of course, they do a whole bunch of other things that are profoundly morbid and inappropriate and, and might even be protected. Under the law, under the, the freedom of the press or the freedom of information or whatever. But、uh, evidently, what、uh, has happened, and I say evidently, is that uh, uh, Kobe Bryant's widow has, her legal team has released a statement on、uh, Sunday blasting the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and the Los Angeles County Fire Department for the. What they call the inexcusable and de- excuse me, deplorable behavior of some of their deputies, where I guess what happened、uh, was that they, the pictures that they take of the crash and the victims and everything else like that,、uh, I guess these people have released them, released these photos, and I would guess that they've done it for money.、Uh, and I guess some of the photos came to light. Uh, you know, so on and so forth,、uh, and you know, that the photos were disseminated. And I, I guess from what I've been reading and what I've been seeing is that、um, in Los Angeles, the, this is under the、um, guidelines now of the、um, Department of Internal Affairs. And,、uh, you know, they want to see how these things、uh, were disseminated and,、uh, you know, to hold people accountable for this. Now, some people I've seen or spoken to have said, ah,、hey, you know, what do you expect? You know, this is what happens. You're a big, you have a lot of money. Your, your people are going to want to do this. They want to see what happened. The public has the right to know, all those kinds of things.、Um, I guess, you know, everybody's going to weigh in on this and, you know, try and posture and have all kinds of things. But, you know, I always like to take a look at things,、um, you know, from both sides. And to be a critical thinker. And、uh, one of the advantages of being a psychologist, I, I know I pull out the psychology card a lot of time, is that, you know, this psychology is the science of human and animal behavior, mental processes, and how people learn, and all those kind of things.、Um, you know, it's a scientific process. It's, you know, how people are affected by things. And,、uh, you know, my goodness gracious, 
Think of this. Think of the effect that uh, graphic photos uh, of you know somebody being dismembered or burnt or killed or in all these horrible circumstances. Think of the traumatic and terrible effect that that has on the families and loved ones uh, or even people, just normal people looking at those things with, with anybody, no less a, a superstar, somebody that you're a fan of or somebody that was your father or your husband or whatever. You know, what are you thinking? How, you know, what is the moral uh, problem that you have? What is the, what is the, what, what kind of values do you have where you possibly think that that's an acceptable thing to do? You know, even if you could do that legally, you know, why would you? What would prompt you to do that, you know, for money? I mean, what kind of person or, you know, what are you thinking, uh, you know, when you when you do something like that, you know, or somebody says, "Well, I just wasn't thinking," you know, or uh, "No, what, what were you thinking of money? What were you in denial or what?" You know, what goes through your head? And I'll tell you why I say that. You know, there's great precedent for this, and uh, I, I can give you a million examples that you're probably not even aware of. Uh, if you notice. You don't see dead bodies of American soldiers from anything um, in the Middle East. Uh, when there was Operation Desert Storm and we had that duck shoot, uh, you know, the ducks on a barrel where we killed so many of the Iraqis when they were fleeing Iraq, the highway of death. I have people who were in that battle that were actually I work with. They were nurses and military people in the reserves, and they were activated and deployed and were shooting the shit out of these people or went in to clean up the mess afterwards. And I have actually seen some of the photos of that. Uh, and they're limited. And holy Jesus, Mary and Joseph, uh, you wouldn't believe that. That was not put on the news for political reasons for us, because it, you don't want to show what you've done to people uh, to that extent. Um, you know, it's horrific. And America certainly wanted to show the, you know, all the, the cars burnt out and the tanks burnt out. But they didn't want to show the bodies of the, the men, the women, the children, the soldiers, everybody. The, the death is, is horrific. In World War II, one of the most famous things that uh, took place is American and, and people in Japan and also particularly in Germany, Russia, all, they had combat photographers photographing the war for historical purposes, for review purposes, for military purposes, for every kind of purpose. And there are tons and tons of footage of American soldiers, uh, you know, dead, dying, suffering, blown apart, whatever. None of that ever saw the face of any documentary that you and I have ever seen. Now, occasionally, as years have gone by, you'll see pictures of Norman, you'll see dead bodies floating in the water, you'll see, you know, uh, frozen bodies, uh, you know, in Russia and everything else like that. And of course, concentration camps, you'll see, or you'll see lynching photos of um, American, African, uh, African Americans, uh, you know, and things like that, that are trying to show the horrors of something. But in the, in the military, in the military ones, believe it or not, you don't even see those to any great shakes. And, and you never, you know, and during World War II, they certainly didn't allow it. They didn't allow it because they didn't want to undermine the war effort. 
But more importantly, you would think that would make the American public more violent towards the enemy. And it would in some way. It would also make you crazy and bloodthirsty and almost mentally ill when you would see things. And they didn't want the families affected that way. You wouldn't want to think of your son and daughter being in a situation where when you watch the movies and you're seeing John Wayne or, you know, the, in a World War II movie get shot and he goes, whoa, when he falls over, that ain't the way it really happens, folks. For those of us who've been in the military or people who know each other in the military or whatever, I, I can remember getting discharged from the military, being in, you know, having to go to the hospital to get, have my discharge medical done. But people being coming in and, and being served in the hospital from Vietnam, you watch, have you ever seen a person who's been shot in the head or something like that? And their head is like two and a half times the size of, of what it was prior to getting shot or seeing somebody shot in the chest and they're sliced open like a barber pole or people who've been in, in, in situations and they've been napalmed or just shot with a, with a heavy caliber weapon and they're blown apart. There's, there's nothing left of them. You know, their ass is over here, their arm is over there. Other things are just reduced to pulp. So, yeah, when soldiers get PTSD, they're not planning on that. They haven't seen anything else like that. You know? Now, what does the military have to do with this particular situation? Because it's the best example. It's Or it's like firemen that go on jobs. You see bodies come out. Bodies come out in a body bag. They don't let reporters go in there and, and take pictures of all that stuff. And if they sneak in there and do that, or they're that, that stuff usually doesn't get published. And if it does, it's grossly inappropriate if it's going coming out. You know, there's ways to black that out or what. You can get on the Black Vault is a, is a wonderful site for freedom of information. And it was held for many years. And you can see the autopsy picture, pictures of President Kennedy. I can remember seeing those, uh, you, you know, that I saw come up on a thing. I said, gee, I wonder what that looks like with the, you know, all the debates about everything. I loved President Kennedy when I was a kid, like all the kids did. We were kids. We loved our president. And we cried when we saw his funeral on TV. Everybody did. If you're a black kid, if you're a white kid, if you're a, uh, uh, an Asian kid, um, parents, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, you, you cried. It was, it was dreadful. Looking at those pictures, it was horrible. So now picture somebody doing that with the high quality stuff that we have now and the high intensity of uh, the number of people who could see these kinds of things. Think of that. Think of the effect and, and seeing that plastered all over. If that if that got out more with unauthorized photos of that, think of that what that would do to remaining children, to a wife or husband. If you saw your wife or husband, something like that. My God Almighty, who in their right mind would do a thing like that? For money, of course. People will do anything for money. But that's why we have precedent when we don't do that, that kind of stuff. That's why um, <clears throat> when you have to view bodies or you have to identify things or you're involved in things like that. People try to use, uh, you know, different, different means of respect because those are the last images that you will have of that person and they are profoundly different uh, for different people and they're profoundly powerful. I know that both my mother and father, my mother died in the hospital. I was there at her last breath with my, uh, my oldest son. 
And we were right there with her when she passed away. You know, she wasn't cut open or had nothing. She just, you know, went into heart failure and, and, and just, you know, just boom, just died. There was no muss. There was no fuss. There was nothing weird. She just stopped breathing. Uh, my brother, who uh, lived uh, in Florida and couldn't make it there, is much older than I. Uh, I knew he would want to see a last image of my mother. Uh, there was nothing distressing about that. There was, she was in no weird way or anything else. And and I, I took some photos on my phone and, uh, and sent them to him to reassure him that, you know, this is, this is, you know, if you're trying to puzzle this in your mind, this is what mom looked like when she passed away. It was all done very respectful. I even asked my son, I said, do you think that's inappropriate? He says, no, of course not. You know, uncle so-and-so would, would want to see that. And, uh, you know, I did the same thing with my father. My father never spent one day in his entire life in a hospital. How would you like that? Not even born. And it was a goal that I had uh, when he was uh, passing away. And he passed away in his own bed, completely at peace um, and not in any pain, uh, surrounded by all the people that he loved, painlessly, uh, perfectly, and just slept and went to sleep and uh, didn't wake up. And again, was right there when he passed away and uh, took a photo of him as well for, you know, my family. Uh, not a bunch of them, but a photo or two. Now, you know, the funny thing is I sent them out, never looked at them again and saw them on my phone. Uh, I don't know, it was a couple of years later with the pictures uh, that I have, you know, I have a lot of films and videos and things like that. And, and, you know, the first reaction I had is when I looked at those was what the hell was I thinking when I took those and, and sent those, uh, and, and it wasn't anything wrong. It was just like a person sleeping there, but it was how dreadful, how dreadful, uh, you know, that, uh, not that I shouldn't take them or if, if I needed to keep them from some reason. No, I, I, I deleted them. I didn't need to remember my mother and father like that. I was there. And uh, I guess in my own grief and confusion, you know, I, I figured that was a way of hanging on to them or something. Now, that's of them just being peaceful and a peaceful death. And now, can you imagine if that was my father, like ripped apart in a car accident or a helicopter accident, or is that was your wife or sister or your kid? And then other people had access to see that? I don't know. So you take a, a, a traumatic experience that's already sending you into like, you know, did my husband feel anything? Did my beloved daughter? What does she feel like? What she, you don't need to, you don't need to have that information. Many people want it, but uh, you don't necessarily need to have that information. Trust me. If that's what's going to give you peace, that's what's going to give you peace. But to have it in somebody else's hands and to have some other irresponsible person who's trained in that or should be trained in that, release that and do that to you. That is as low as it goes. That would be like me as a psychologist coming home and uh, talking about cases and personal information of people that I know that my family would know and say, you know, you know what, you know, the, the school principal, well, I saw him in a therapy session today. You know, that guy, he's doing blah, 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 or he was convicted of child pornography, or, you know, he was thinking about this or, Hey, man, you don't need to do that. 
you don't need to share that information. Uh, you know, if that person committed suicide and this is what he was doing, his kid doesn't need to see that or know that, uh, or his wife or anybody else. You know, if it does, it's not, it has nothing to Kobe Bryant has none of those kind of things. I'm just trying to say you don't need to traumatize anybody for any reason, good, bad, or indifferent. You just don't need to do that. And I think it's low. I, I think it's a, another statement of our culture and our society where we are disconnected from other people by actually being more connected with social media. The more we connect on social media in some ways, the more we, we become disconnected with people's flesh and blood and feelings and looking them in the eye right in person. And it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing and it permeates, uh, it permeates our world. And uh, I think that's all I have to say on this subject here, but I think it's an important one. And uh, I'd love to hear from you to see what you think about it. Um, and you can reach me at Stan Wangland, S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D, at gmail.com. And I can hear about what you're just thinking about. Okay? If you like today's show, please rate it and review it and subscribe. And I guess our show is still right up on the charts in Norway, amongst other places. But Norway, we're making big in. Man, the Norwegian people, maybe that's because I'm Scandinavian. If that's so, thank you. Thank you to the folks in Norway for enjoying the show. So we'll catch you later, folks, and uh, you have a safe one out there. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. Please feel free to follow and subscribe on whichever podcasting service you use for your podcasting needs and give us a rating and review for Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin. And also you can check Stan out on Twitter. It's at S Wanglin. That's at S Wanglin. W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D on Twitter. And you can also follow all the great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network on our Instagram page, Reality Check Podcast Network, or on our Twitter, at our podcast network on Twitter. And if you are interested in advertising or sponsoring your products, your services on this show, all you have to do is hit me up at wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and find out about the great rates to advertise on shows like Just Thinking with Stan Wanglin and the many, many more great shows on the Reality Check Podcast Network. Today, banks are expected to be open and secure. That's why IBM has designed the first financial services-ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. Today, banks are expected to be more open, but they're also expected to be more secure. How do you do both? IBM has designed the first financial services-ready public cloud that gives you the best of both worlds. It's a platform that will help you handle regulatory compliance, protect data privacy, and speed up innovation. So banking can be easier for banks. Visit ibm.com slash financial cloud to learn more. IBM, let's put smart to work. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. 
My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.